0: This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 586. What do bears have to do with communication? Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins. The Positivity Psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink, who expands your life... With another episode of Live On Purpose Radio, we're talking about communication today. As a professional psychologist, I talk to people about communication all the time. It's probably one of the most important aspects of relationship management at any level of our seven key relationships. And with everything that could go wrong in communication, it's a wonder that we can communicate it all. To clarify that, let's first get into a basic communication model. And it starts with a sender. Obviously, if a message is going to be communicated, it has to have an origin. That's the sender where the message starts. And then there has to be a receiver on the other end now this is true in radio and television it's true in podcasting and it's true in spoken communications between people or even nonverbal communications it starts somewhere and it has a destination so let's just start with that there's a sender and a receiver so let's use two people as an example of this and this might be you and your spouse or significant other. It could be a coworker, it could be a boss. Whatever it is, think of yourself first as the sender. You've got a message in your head. You've got an idea, you've got a concept that you want to get across or communicate to someone. Well, before you can send it, it has to be encoded. Now, encoding typically is done in the form of language. So uh, when I was thinking today about the message that would go out at Live On Purpose Radio today, I had this idea, okay, what do bears have to do with communication? And you'll notice that I encoded that in English. And you're listening to me in English, too. That brings up the next point. Not only am I encoding it in English, but you, as the receiver, have to decode this message. Oh, you lost me there for a minute, didn't you? Because I encoded something in Finnish. It's a different code. And I'm pretty good at encoding finish, but you're not so good at decoding it. And if you are, you're probably going to send me a message, aren't you? (laughs) So you have to have both. There's the encoding on the sender side. There's the decoding on the receiver side. You with me so far? If we don't have the same language, the same code... It's going to get in the way. But let's look at another aspect of this too, because between the sender and the receiver is a gap. Because we don't exist in the same space, right? So you're where you are. I'm where I am. And whoever you want to talk to is not inside of your head. So there's a gap. And in that gap is noise. And there's a medium through which the signal has to travel. So if I call you on an on a old traditional telephone, there are wires that were installed by the telephone company. And that's the medium through which the signal travels on an old traditional telephone. Well, nowadays we use a lot of wireless communication but there's still a medium through which that signal travels. There are energy waves that go from the sender to the receiver. So as you picture the model, sender, receiver, the sender has to encode the message, the receiver has to decode it, but before it even gets to the receiver, it has to travel through a medium that is complicated with noise interference resistance things that weaken the signal so even if you're talking to your spouse in your home there's a gap between you and your spouse and there's air in that gap and that air is filled with noise there might be a, a washing machine running that's causing some noise or an air conditioner Right? That's an example. Or the TV might be blaring. Those are examples of noise. But even in our own heads, there's some noise. Have you had this experience where you're talking to someone and the lights are on, but nobody's home? You can tell that there's all kinds of noise in their head. Or maybe you as the sender are thinking of other things. All of that noise interferes. So. If the sender has message A in mind, we'll just label it with A, okay? Picture that in your own mind, and you want to get A over to the receiver, to your spouse, or to your boss, or to someone that you're working with. Well, you have to encode it. It has to travel through the noise. The receiver has to decode it. And usually, What pops up in the receiver's head is B, not A. Why? Because maybe they don't have a good decoder. Maybe you didn't quite articulate it well. That's a problem with encoding. Or maybe there's a lot of noise that got in the way. Maybe they're distracted by something. Maybe it's a combination of all those factors, but usually what happens is, a turns into B, and it might be close. It might be really close. It might be completely off, and we have party games about this. Remember the old telephone party game where you whisper something to the person next to you, and they whisper that to the next person, and it goes around the circle, and it turns out to be something completely different at the end. Uh, we're, we've been playing a game with our kids. Um who are spread out across the country, by the way. Our kids all live in different states. And Vicki and I were playing a game with our kids. And and we all got on our phones. And the game, it's supported online. But the game gives you a prompt. You draw a picture of whatever it is on your phone. And then the next person has to guess that. And whatever they guess, the next person draws. You kind of see it's the same game as the old telephone game. I think it's called Phone Draw through Rocket Crab. You can go look it up if you want to, but it's kind of fun. It's the same idea. Encoding, in this case, is a a hand-drawn-with-your-finger, usually picture, on your phone. And I don't know what kind of artist you are, (laughs) but... uh, It's a little hard to encode things that way. And then someone decodes that into, okay, here's what I think it is. And then that word, that English word, becomes the prompt for the next person to draw. And it's a totally different thing at the end. So think of this as what typically happens in communication. A becomes B. The goal of communication is that A equals a you're not responsible for the whole thing but there are five strategies i actually shared this in an earlier episode of live on purpose radio i think it was in april of 22 when i shared the five strategies of effective communication if you want to grab a copy of those i've got a free pdf for you just go to live on purpose radio That's the name of the podcast, liveonpurposeradio.com slash communication. And I'll give you a free download of those five strategies. Now, to today's topic, what do bears have to do with communication? When you get the five strategies, you'll see that I've referred to bears there. And it's because of this, our brain has two main jobs to keep us safe, and to prove us right. And both of those get in the way of communication all the time. If you're out hiking on a beautiful day, you're out there hiking through the mountains and suddenly a big angry bear comes out from behind a tree, wants to eat it for lunch. What happens? Your brain's job is to keep you safe. So it immediately sends a signal to different parts of your body, like your heart. It causes your heart to speed up. Your breathing gets kind of shallow, rapid, right? This is a chemical response to a threat signal that your brain sends out through the limbic system. It's what your brain's supposed to do. When you see a bear, you're going to go into your fight or flight mode and you need to do that. What happens if the bear shows up and you're like, Huh? You sit down on a on a log, you know, think it through. No hmm, wonder what's going to happen. No, thinking is not in your best interest when you have an immediate threat, like a bear attacking you, and your brain, in order to preserve your life, kicks you into fight or flight mode, and it shuts down your thinking, and and we're off to the races. Okay, with a fight or flight response. Let me ask you this. In which of your seven key relationships, (laughs) now you're wondering, what are your seven key relationships? That's another episode. But in which of your key relationships will fighting or running away make it better? And do you notice that in most of your key relationships, the ones that are important to you, either of those will make it worse? typically, right? In a marriage, fight or run away, or you don't like your choices. See, we need to get into a different part of our brain. And that brings me back to what do bears have to do with communication? The five strategies of effective communication are first, don't be a bear. If you show up snarling and baring your teeth, That will have a very predictable fight or flight response for the receiver because now you are encoding your message in threat. Are you with me? Strategy number one don't be a bear. Strategy number two might be even harder. (laughs) Don't see a bear. Let's say that your spouse shows up snarling and baring teeth. Yeah. Okay, they look like a bear. They ignored strategy one, perhaps, but maybe they're not listening to this podcast and they're not as enlightened as you are. They show up as a bear. Well, your job now is to not see a bear. How many of you are actually married to a bear? I've asked this in presentations before, and hands start to go up, right? And I'm like, don't answer that so quickly that you are not married to a bear. And you don't work with bears either. Now, you might be thinking, oh, you don't know my coworkers, Dr. Paul. Look, they're people. All right, they are humans. In the case of your spouse, this is a human that you love and that you intentionally chose to spend your life with. This is not a bear. Well, they look like a bear. I know, that's why your job is to not see a bear. Uh, My buddy, Emil Harker, who's been a guest on this show before, a talented therapist, and author. And he wrote a book about how you can turn conflict into closeness. One of the main strategies he shared is to assume positive intent. This is simple. Simple and easy aren't the same thing. Because if someone is baring their teeth and snarling at you, it's hard to assume positive intent. But if we get to the root of it, Remember this, hurt people, hurt people. And when people are feeling hurt, their brain's job is to keep them safe and prove them right. So they might start snarling and growling. Well, that doesn't mean that they want to harm you. It probably is a self-protective device that their brain is kicking in. They're being human again. So it's your job not to see a bear. Now, that's what bears have to do with communication. And I've only covered the first two strategies. Remember, you can get a copy of all five strategies at liveonpurposeradio.com slash communication. Okay, I've put together a PDF that describes the, the five strategies of effective communication. Or you can go back in the archives. I talked about that on an earlier episode. Today, we're focusing on the bears. Don't be a bear. And don't see a bear. You know, I I have to just share this with you, too, because I was doing a training for one of my clients, which is a veterinary hospital in British Columbia. And I got to this strategy, don't see a bear. And they start snickering. And I'm like, what is so funny? And they said, "Uh, Dr. Paul, we see bears as patients. So unless you're a veterinary hospital in British Columbia, this rule applies to you. And even for them, the analogy still holds. Because even though they might see actual bears as patients, and they are trained to do that, and they know how to do it safely. When you are communicating with other humans, don't see a bear. You got it? These two strategies will go so far in your communication, I promise. And then you can get the other three in that PDF. LiveOnPurposeRadio.com communication. Thank you for joining us here today. I hope you can use this. It's time. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.